Good afternoon. Hello. Because it's not the evening. We're here early. Mm-hmm. Case closed. Ghislaine Maxwell is free. And welcome to day nine of the trial. Wait, that's not true. No, I meant she's free this afternoon because there's no court. <laughs> and so are we. Free to podcast. Yes. Um, breaking news. Corrupt. First. What? Hello, everyone. I'm Liz. Oh, Christ. All right. Well, check this out. Check out this save. Breaking news. I'm Brace. Oh, my God. And we have with us today, producer Young Chomsky. Podcast, of course, is called True Anon. That's T-R-U-E-A-N-O-N. Oh, thanks for spelling that. I, well, I like they do that when people are on the witness stand. So yeah, we're getting real are... legal up in here. Uh-huh. Well, I have a couple things to get out of the way first. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it right now because now astute listeners, I saw some comments on Patreon that someone said, wait a second, you didn't mention if Ghislaine yesterday, who was, I said was wearing a red sweater, was also wearing a red matching mask. My bad, because I made a whole stink about that. It was a cute little bit, if I do say so myself. She was not. She was wearing a black mask. I did remark, however, to Brace at the time that I noticed it was a black mask because I said, oh, a white mask would be kind of like a Santa thing, Mm -hmm. which would not be a good look for her. Well, I actually queried her about this, um, and she said that she was wearing the black mask with the red sweater to symbolize her love for anarchism. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's well known that Ghislaine Maxwell is one of uh, the 21st century's most prominent anarchists, featured very heavily in Chaz Chop, uh, where I believe she was on the Defense Council, and uh, is part of the, uh, the the CGT in France, mm. I think it's called. Um, anyway, she's a big uh, she's a big anarcho syndicalist. Um, <laughs> but wait, uh, another thing I want to mention. Mention it today. Yeah. Charcoal sweater. Yes. Yes. Black mask. Because some people got burned. Yes. Um, before we start, my, my own errata is that I accidentally lapsed into the gourmand voice while talking to the, the cashier at, at Cafe Lorenzo this morning mm. when I was purchasing, for some reason, a Diet Pepsi at 10 a.m. I don't like that you Unclear did that. as to why I did that. I didn't that. want to say anything. I told you just, you know, go with God. I don't know why I but... did that. Um, and I, I opened it loudly in front of her and said, my compliments to Lorenzo. Oh my God. Uh, and she's just like, what? And then started laughing, which I was, that's cute. was edifying. She's nice. I like her. Yes. Um, we should bug her about Lorenzo. I liked her too with a little date sauce. (laughs) Chop, chop, chop. Me, a normal person, just had a black coffee. Mm-hmm. I did. By the way, I did not eat the cashier at Cafe Lorenzo. I just want to make that clear. Neither did the gourmand. <laughs> um, today, today. Oh, so, okay. As you, as astute listeners, in fact, even if you're not that astute of a listener, you might have noticed that today was supposed to be the day that the prosecution rested its case. Yes. Um, a, which, again, like we were saying, so surprising to many in the courtroom that they were actually going to end today. Um, yeah, including, it seemed, the defense. Yes, it, it took the defense by surprise. They said, well, we're not ready. Our witnesses aren't here. Mm-hmm. Like we mentioned, there is a three-day um, break uh, from Monday to through Wednesday next week. So court is resuming on Thursday. And frankly, the defense was not ready to have their witnesses here on Friday, which yeah. is possibly when they were going to have to open up their case. 
Yeah. Um, the judge Nathan even was like, well, not accused them, but said they were sort of shaving down their case. Yes, yes. It seemed as if we have, we've spoken on the podcast many times about how narrow the prosecution's case is and why it needs to be very narrow in order to convict Ghislaine on certain charges. It seems as though they're trying to, as, this, as the past two weeks went on, they narrowed it even further. Yes. Um, and it's unclear... I have no idea what the choice is there, like where, like why they did that. And I'm, I, I was asking some people who are like smarter than us about this kind of thing, or you know, have have been through this a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So you were asking some people who have been on in on in on trial in federal court before. Yes, and they also were a bit baffled by mm-hmm. the prosecution's, um, like it. Caught everyone by surprise, basically, is what I'm saying. I mean, so, you know, to reiterate, I feel like we've just been, I've been saying that every other sentence this episode, but it it bears repeating that, uh, that, you know, this case is naturally going to be very, like, people who are expecting a, you know, the the prosecution to bring up photos of, um, you know, Hillary Clinton in a bib. Yeah. uh, You know, cracking open a bone of a baby to suck the marrow out, um, gourmand style. He would never do that, but you know what I mean? Um, that's not going to happen, right? Like, this case is narrowly focused on a conspiracy, on conspiracy, sex trafficking, and enticing minor charges against Ghislaine Maxwell. Now, my big question about that, though, is, yes, this is consp- there are conspiracy charges here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there are no living, well, there's no co-defendants, you know? It's just sort of accused of having this conspiracy with Jeffrey Epstein. Right. However, a dead man, a dead man, allegedly a dead man. Yes, a a dead man, Um, allegedly. But a name has been put forth countless times. Probably the the third most mentioned name in this trial after Epstein and Ghislaine herself is Sarah Kellen. Yes, Sarah Kellen, who we've talked about. I think just the other night on the podcast. Yes, we did. Married to NASCAR driver Brian Vickers, and today I tried to make a joke. Uh, to some people outside the courtroom that they couldn't get her because her husband drove her away from the police too fast and it fell so flat. Yeah. Really you understandably. Hop too, it's like, it makes your brain hop too too far. Yeah, it doesn't work. Not a lot of people can just readily recall that she's married to a race car so, driver. So, mea culpa, my bad. Mea culpa. Okay, yes. It's true, though. That's what, mea culpa. Okay. Yeah. For new listeners, mea culpa does stand for mea culpa. It's Italian saying. Um, but she is not on trial. And so we suspected because she had been brought up so much by the prosecution Mm. that she might be making, she might've made some deal with them. She might be, I mean, literally she was accused by Carolyn Mm. of having taken naked photos of Carolyn when she was a child Child pornography that is production of child pornography. Very clear cut. All basically all of the things that Ghislaine is being charged with. There is the almost same amount of evidence, well, slightly different, but same genre of evidence and a an abundance of it, much of it overlapping with Ghislaine, to charge her with the same things as Ghislaine is being yeah, charged. Yeah, and there's with. of course the big civil suit that was filed against her and Epstein that many of the victims were a part of. Exactly. And but also many other victims were part of. Yeah, and so the question remains. Where the fuck is Sarah Kellen in all of this? Yeah. And it doesn't, I mean, it's very clear. Well, like as, I, someone told me that her lawyer said she was cooperating with the government. 
Yeah, but you always got to have your lawyer say that. Yeah, but I don't know what that means. Exactly, so that, yeah. You know, I remember, you know, I, I don't know if you recall this, but I do. Mm-hmm. So that many, many moons ago, we did an episode about, I don't know what the episode was about, but we spoke about Scott Borgerson, mm-hmm. Glane's, what we've now learned is her husband. Her hubby, yes. And we spoke to a source who worked for him. Yes, we did. And that source told us that... Ghislaine had been in the office and, you know, they'd seen her in and out, you know, at this, you know, at the office. And it was just kind of like weird a little bit. Um, and that when Epstein was first arrested, mm-hmm. that Scott Borgerson had addressed his company and said that Ghislaine was cooperating with the government. Do you remember? Yes. Now, people say that because it means a couple things. It can mean anything, right? It means that... You are cooperating in a like capacity of like uh, I'm going to testify against them, or I'm going to be a state's witness, mm-hmm. or blah blah blah, or it just sort of is like a general thing. Like I'm cooperating because you are sending me subpoenas, and I'm not running away from them, Hillary Clinton style. Yes. <laughs> yeah, precisely. I mean, with Ghislaine's case, I mean, a large part of the um, the reason she was denied bail is that the government said she was hiding. Because yes. they were they were trying to get into contact with her, and her lawyers were, I mean, understandably, if you see her from her position, stonewalling them and saying they themselves didn't know where she was. Yes, and so that to me doesn't sound like textbook what you automatically think of when you say cooperating with the government. Yeah, I mean, the fact is she might have even just, I mean, obviously it's probably just a lie that he was saying. Sure. Because so his employees weren't like, so you're married to the Jeffrey Epstein lady? Because that would be, if I was, I got to be real. My boss comes out one day and is like, listen up, guys, team meeting. Uh, I'm married to the Epstein lady, but she's cool. Yeah, I'd be like, uh, I should get out of here. Yeah, but you're married to Ghislaine Maxwell? That would be the first thing I said. I would have to repeat the yes. thing that he just said, but in the form of a question. Right. Because that would blow my shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I mean, when I found out my old boss at the flower shop was Martin Borman, I freaked out. I was like, you're still alive? And you you did the Holocaust. Oh, like, my God. Uh, anyway, my point is, uh, it could be that the government is preparing charges and we don't know. Yes. but I don't think so. I, I She should be. I mean, they could be. It's just very weird. The, She's like one of these. We were talking again about this today. Much like Virginia Jeffrey. Um, or Virginia Roberts, you know, depending on how they're referring to her in the case, like there, Sarah Kellen is also this like weird ghost that's sort of like hanging over the trial. Yes. She's both present, but not present, Mm -hmm. constantly referred to, but not here to testify. It's the same thing with Virginia, right? Yeah. And it's, it's odd because there's a sort of assumed familiarity with who this person is and what their role was. Yes. In the way that the prosecution continue. I mean, they've set the foundation and, and, and explained who she is to the jury, but the way they're so, they reference her so constantly. Yeah. Kind of belies a weird familiarity as if she is somehow going to be a part of the case. Same thing with Virginia. And it's a very odd. Emmy Taylor, too. Yeah. Yeah. Emmy Taylor, yes. A little less so, but yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but so it's a very, it's just a really odd dynamic that I, I don't know how well that works. Like if I was a juror, I'd be like, 
who the fuck is this girl, Virginia? And why is she not? Te- I'd be like, why is she not testifying? Exactly. That would be a big question in my mind as to why Virginia, because Virginia has been mentioned, especially yesterday. And I think the first, with the first pilot, Vysosky, yeah. Virginia's name and with Carolyn's testimony as well, because she, she was introduced to Epstein via Virginia. I mean, her name is mentioned so often and she is just, I mean, just absent from, from, yeah. you know, she's not on the stand, right? She's not no. part of this, this, this criminal prosecution. Um, you know, there is obviously a lot of the non-prosecution agreement that Epstein's team signed with, uh, the government, Alex Alex Acosta, um, that looms over this trial and there is some definite like legal, I don't know, I don't want to say gray area, but it's like unclear, like from what I understand, because a lot of people, including myself, were sort of surprised that many of these charges stem from the 1990s, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because there are so many more recent victims. And so, and like the volume of, of victims of Jeffrey Epstein that we know about increases, you know, heavily in the early 2000s. Yes. Um, because of all the Palm Beach girls. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but... Also, you know, Jeffrey Epstein signed this NPA with the government, yes. this fucking sweetheart deal, which also, then this might have something to do with Sarah Kellen, which also gave his unindicted co-conspirators. Unnamed. Unnamed and unindicted immunity. Yes. In federal court. Yes. And so that might have something to do with it as well. Um, mm. But it's just, you know... Taking this just from the beginning, the the government has bungled, and I'm being really, really, really generous with saying that, bungled this case from the beginning. They have not wanted, they have dragged their fucking heels on this for reasons you can probably imagine from the beginning, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. it has been, it has been like pulling goddamn, what it's, what's hard to pull? A tooth? Yeah. It's like pulling, it's like. A leg. It's like you're in dental school and there's some some guy on the table who wants to save money by going to the dental school thing and he just doesn't want to give his tooth up, which is the payment you take for doing the dental school dentistry. Oh my right. god. Um that's the problem with going to dental school. I mean, I think teeth. that I think that's true. I do think that the prosecution's case, especially on the trafficking charges, is strong. I think that there's like kind of textbook traffic, like there's like a little checklist and it's yeah. like, yes, she transported these girls yes, up, yeah. from, you know, across state lines traffic for the purpose of sex with Jeffrey Epstein, like trafficking. Boom. Yeah. I do think that they have that, but today was very weird. It's a weird vibe. <sighs> today, the past couple of days have been vi- just pure vibes level. Like checking the vibes. The vibes have been off. Weird. Fucked. Weird. I would say the past couple of days. People, it's funny, like, there's a lot, there's some reporters in there who are pretty confident, I think, I think, especially ones that have, maybe were just at the R. Kelly trial, and they see a lot of these same tactics with the defense, and how they try to break certain witnesses, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, Um, and then there's others who are really like, whoa, what the fuck is going on with this team? Yeah, yeah. So wait, let's talk about the prosecution a little bit. So, and what happened today? So today was supposed to be, like we said, the final day of the prosecution's case. They were going to rest their case, and then the defense was going to yeah. take up theirs right after. Like the thing from the movies where they're like, the prosecution rests. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liz very gently did not slam her hand on the table, which she does insist on doing for the majority of our episodes. Because and I, Bryce yelled at me. 
Well, I don't think noise. people mind this. Uh, you know what I need to get? But you don't think. I think you. It's weird that you don't like you. You don't like this. This bothers you. But you're like, I'm just gonna talk through the honking. Yes, I'm gonna talk through the honking. I'm a listen. As a guy who's gone to been on federal trial himself for doing some honking. Um, believe me. Yeah, it's before you met me. Um. But yeah, the, 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 all right. So today was supposed to be the final day of the prosecution's case and it did not start out very well. They brought out a woman who, you know, Tracy, who at first I thought it was Tracy Chapman. Everybody. So, okay. All right. Let's be clear here. I got a fast car. Let's fucking clear Wait, you got a fast car. They said Tracy Chapman. I am not imagining this. Everyone because was like, wait, Tracy Chapman. Every, literally everybody, everybody looks around. Julie Brown is like, did she say Tracy Chapman? Everybody's like, <laughs> Tracy Chapman? Like, no, it's you. You got a fast car. I got a ticket to anywhere. Or something like that. That's such a great song. I know. Machine Gun Kelly Man, is a really good version. that's such a great fucking um, song. Solid. It is. Solid it, song. I mean. Love Tracy Chapman. Okay. No, well, actually, no, what? You know what? Let's not even start at Tracy Chapman. Put a pin in Tracy Chapman, because do you recall before, like we've said, before they bring the jury oh, in, yes. they're, they, you know, it's the prosecution and defense sort of works things out with the judge and who's going to come out and what kind of things they're going to admit it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So at first they said there's a substantial amount of hearsay in the public domain, in the press um, concerning Annie and Maria Farmer, which yes. I guess we would be included in. Yeah, Maria Farmer, who's been, who is a victim of Jeffrey Epstein and Gilly Maxwell's and has been on our podcast. Yes, and sister of victim number three. Four. four. It, victim number four. Okay. Uh, Annie Farmer. No, victim number three. You're correct. <laughs> Sorry, could you play that back again? No. You're correct. You're correct. You're correct. Um, victim number three, Annie Farmer. Uh, so those are two sisters. There's a lengthy New York Times article about them. I think they believe they were the first to go to the FBI. You're right. I think she might be victim number two. Yeah, it's victim number two. Yeah. Well, okay. we were both wrong then. Well, but I was finally right. Uh, you didn't say it. You just motioned to me. So actually I said it first. You didn't remember it. Oh my God. Um, but the, yeah, you I know, was throwing it to you. They said, they said friend. there's a substantial amount of hearsay in the public domain with Annie Maria Farmer and they grant a, um, like a hearsay exemption from what I understand uh, for Annie saying that Maria, she, she, she traveled to Epstein's ranch sort of on Maria's, uh, not say so, but on her recommendation. Yes. Um, so we're like, okay, Annie farmer is going to be first. <clears throat> then it comes out that, uh, the prosecution is trying to bring out special agent, Michael Bushimi. Bushemi. Bushimi. I Buscemi. wrote down Buscemi, but it's Buscemi? Did you look it up? It's Buscemi. They said Buscemi. They definitely said Buscemi a bunch of times. But the pronunciation from... Here's the thing. No one's named Buscemi. Okay. It's Buscemi. P- pause recording real quick. No, don't pause. Oh, wait. It is spelled Buscemi. Boom! Wait, actually, I don't know. Agent Michael Buscemi plays the guilt card stating, yeah, FBI agent, Agent Michael Buscemi, B-U-S-C-E-M-I, Buscemi. Well, they were pronouncing it Buscemi. And the thing is, when they get on the witness, they for, for a one, anybody who was at the trial today, if, if you- I was at the trial hearing, today. Anybody who is not rude to me, who was at the trial today and heard this, please approach me 
I'm giving you permission to approach tomorrow and back me up on this. Okay, can we move on? Okay. So we would know how to spell his name if he was on the witness stand and would spell it out for us like everybody else does. However. Just infer. However. He was going to be called to analyze exhibits that haven't been published yet, but like message pad, a bunch of evidence that the prosecution was going to present. Yes. There was a bunch of message pads that we had kind of gone over some of some of those copies of some of those with um, Hesse, Miss Hesse, mm-hmm. um, which feels weird to pronounce that. In a lessee too, I believe. Yeah. Um, but the message pads themselves, which uh, were phone messages, they said they had ones where it said Carolyn, her first and last name with her phone number. Yeah. They also had other ones with Carolyn, no last name. Same phone number and ones that said Caroline, no last name, but same phone number. And so what they wanted to do was have this agent walk through those three pieces of evidence, three or four, whatever it was, but a bunch of different memos and say, look, they are consistent phone number across, though the names are spelled differently and some with last names. It is reasonable to infer and the FBI will infer and did infer this is all the same individual. Yes. That makes sense. No, yeah, it absolutely does. Makes sense to me. However, this did not play with the judge. No. In fact, she basically accused accused the prosecution of playing around. She was saying that they are trying to present a closing argument using an FBI special agent who had no involvement in the case. Yeah, this is an agent that was not... He's just like, I'm here in an official capacity as an agent and can comment as an agent. Not as an agent that was on assigned to and worked on Epstein or Maxwell case. Yes. And so the judge and, of course, the defense were saying, no, you are making what is essentially a mini closing argument right Mm -hmm. now that should actually be reserved until the last day of the trial. Yes. And so, no. Bushimi is not taking... Bushimi is not taking the stand. And I think they rightly said, well, why didn't you ask Carolyn about this when you had her on the stand? Or why didn't you ask Miss Hesse when you had her on the stand? And my thinking is that they couldn't ask Carolyn because Carolyn doesn't remember her phone number. Yes, what she did say. And two, perhaps Miss Hesse couldn't verify it. Yes. And so here's the deal. This was not good. It didn't play well. Did not play well. Although the jury didn't see any of this. Yes, yeah, of course. The jury was out of the room. But listen, the day did not get much better from there. Like, yeah, beginning prior to even the jury walking in, the vibes are off. Mm -hmm. Vibes are fucked. Someone's sitting in my usual seat. Oh, my God. There was the the big-headed guy in front of me, so I couldn't see anything. There was a guy with a very large head sitting in front of Liz, but I had to sit where I was sitting. I, I couldn't switch seats with Liz. Because where I was sitting was the, the Marshall couldn't see me, Jewel, and so mm. I needed to sit there. Okay. So it's anyways. I was wondering if you're a Marshall listening to this, don't. There were a bunch of people in there that I was like, "You're new." Yeah. Well, there's some there's some cute people in there today, definitely. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, we uh, so the first witness gets called. And she yeah. is Tracy Chapman, not Tracy Chapman, not Tracy Chapman. Yes. Yeah. Tracy Chapel. This is what I'm saying. They say names in insane ways. Chapel, I'm telling you two L's. Nathan, two. Judge Nathan was calling Juana Alessi Alessio. Chapel, two L's, no E. Very yeah. weird. Very weird. Yeah. Recently fired from Netflix. No. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, um, 
It's it's so this woman is a she called it Federal Express Corporation, but a, oh, I wrote down it's so weird. Yeah, to hear I've never FedEx heard it. I've never heard referred anyone say to that. as Federal Express. Yeah, so she works for FedEx. It's a like a whole new company. Senior paralegal, and so her duty, her job, literally is to respond to subpoenas. Yeah, like she's the lady that goes to court for FedEx and is yeah. like, oh, do you want to know if Liz ever sent me a nice little present? No. Actually, not, with has, not with FedEx. Yeah, no. I go. I'm a UPS girl. Jeez. Girl. Yeah. So they bring up a series of invoices, and now why are they bringing up invoices? They're bringing up invoices because Carolyn had said, and Sean had corroborated her ex boyfriend yes. that she was sent a trio of packages from Ghislaine Epstein Maxwell. and Ghislaine. Yeah, yes. it was a massage book for dummies, mm-hmm. incubus tickets. Yeah. And lingerie. Lingerie. Yes. yes. Victoria's Secret. Now, a little aside into my own life, I once participated for the price of one Oxycontin 80. This is not a joke. I once was a, um, me and Vinny were in the Dummies Guide uh, convertible giving out flyers at the uh, Alameda 4th of July parade. They had a convertible? Uh, yes. Like kind of like a monster energy The story situation? is way more insane than that, but I could get people in trouble if I said it. So I will re- reserve I mean, it doesn't it sound insane right now. So. Involves a lot. Kind of a... Of- not very good story heroin so um the uh so she is up on the stand and they have these invoices and so okay part of this is to really corroborate carolyn's story of being sent this stuff especially the lingerie you know as a teenager yeah and they have the invoices they have you can see it says package from Mm -hmm. and sent to carolyn yes However, that's where things start going a little haywire. So it will say the name of the person who actually went down to FedEx or had FedEx come to them, however they did it. But the name of the person who actually sent the package. Now, they're all coming from like Jeffrey Epstein's account. He has an account at FedEx. Exactly. Which is very typical. Yes. But um, they're not coming from... Ghislaine Maxwell. No, some of them are coming from Sarah Kellen. Yes. And then if you're like, well, that could be anything, the defense gets up there and shows packages that Ghislaine Maxwell herself sent, and it says Ghislaine Maxwell, none of them to Carolyn. So that's the thing, ladies and germs. You like that? Mm. That's my line. Is I know. It's not like this was baffling to, to not only me, but to people who like wear, what are those sweaters that, uh, cardigans to like the cardigan wearing people mm. in the courtroom. Tech vest too. Like I, a tech vest over yeah. a shirt with a suit. To be I clear, mean, ladies with, and gentlemen, I have worn a denim shirt and pants every day, except for today. No, the, you wore a red was, shirt yesterday because I, I yeah. remarked that you look, you and Ghislaine were matching. Yes. But I, um, fortunately only, the only warm clothing I have is sort of, I guess you'd say cowboy clothing. And, uh, and so I, I don't look as maybe official as some people there, but even the official looking types are like, what the fuck are they doing? I myself have been in a turtleneck nearly every day. Liz has been wearing a polka dot bikini. So they, uh, they, they, they have this lady out there and, you know, prosecution goes for maybe 20, 30 minutes with her. Yeah. The defense take, oh yeah. Matt Gatesy guy. Oh man. He goes. And he's so good. Ever- Everdell. Yeah. Christian Everdell, I believe his name is. He goes. I mean, 50 he. Sh- uh, 50 Shades of Grey ass He name. handles her ass. You know, like it is. 
he is basically like going through item by item being like, oh, so Ghislaine sent these ones. And so we actually did see some people that Ghislaine sent packages to. Uh Also, their names were not redacted because for some reason, which I like, for some reason, the... um, the the defense is much less redact happy than the prosecution. Yes. And so we saw that Ghislaine sent packages to Isabel Maxwell. Yes. Sitting and, in the courtroom herself. Oh, yes, she was. Hunched and, over like mm-hmm. the ghoulish crow that she is. Uh, to Ron Burkle. Yeah, I saw that one. Do people know who Ron Burkle is? Brace, can you tell people? Ron Burkle is a big-time Clinton confidant. Yeah, a long-time uh, de- associate. Democratic Party activist and very wealthy man who was a close friend of Epstein and Gaines. Yeah. He's basically like Clinton, Bill Clinton's like guy. Yeah. Like, if you wanted, ex- if you wanted to talk to Bill, you went through Ron. Yes. And, uh, of course, has a very much uh, dead son, um, which yeah. was, yeah. I believe we actually did an episode. Did we do an we episode did. about that? Yeah. Yes. In the, the gray mists of time. Um, and to a, to a lady whose name I actually cannot find any information on, although mm. I, I have not proceeded to look yet. And I will get the exact spelling of this from my sources later because it was... Basically, so it was almost impossible to actually read on the screen. Yeah. Um, it's complicated, but the, it's very low fidelity uh, images that we actually get shown. The ones that they release to the public later are much higher quality. Yeah. Um, but uh, a lady named Lisa, and it looked like it was spelled a Nazarone as an A-N-A-Z-A-R-O-N. A Nazarone? I don't know. But yeah, so that, those, were the, those were the packages that Ghislaine Maxwell sent out. Anyway, the whole thing was just basically saying, oh, okay, you, you want to infer that Ghislaine is the person who was sent to then send these packages from Jeffrey Epstein's account, yet here are actual mentions where Ghislaine's name is, so why isn't her name on the ones that you say she sent Carolyn? Exactly. And it was very effective. Now, here's my thinking. Mm-hmm. Putting myself into the hot seat of the prosecution. God, I wish you were on trial. Oh my God. I think that we know, look, we know that both the defense and the prosecution subpoenaed these records from FedEx, Mm -hmm. excuse me, federal express. Yes. And Tracy was going to be a defense witness or a prosecution witness, no matter what. Mm -hmm. So if you're the prosecution, what you say is, what we're going to do is, even though we know this is going to look bad and it's not going to work, we're going to do our best by presenting it ourselves so we can initially frame it rather than having to reframe it on cross-examination if it were to be presented first by the defense. Yes. Yeah. That, that, that explanation makes the most sense to me. Yes. It Thank just, you. it still didn't feel good. No, it didn't it didn't work is the thing. Yeah. I don't think it worked, but it, I think it's kind of like the best you can do. But the thing that was just fucking weird yes. is that so um after that witness there's some little like a little bit of commotion uh-huh. at the prosecutor's table and suddenly you know there's some back and forth and then Allison Nathan's like, "Okay, we're going to take our mid-morning break," which to be fair, we do always take. Mm-hmm. She's very good at She's making good sure at we the get breaks. Our breaks. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like, oh, okay, already, fine. We go outside, we're having a coffee. 
You and we go down, back down to Lorenzo, actually. Yeah. Because I wanted another coffee. Lorenzo, by the way, has hired, immediately had a new, new chef. chef. She was there actually yesterday. Yeah, I didn't see because I didn't go but down there. They've yesterday. replaced the bald man yes. with a woman. Very interesting move by mm-hmm. Chef Lorenzo. I know. She looked good enough to eat. Okay. So then we come back up and we're like, oh, starting up. We go sit down. We did not start back up. So we were informed that a member of the prosecution. So usually, all right. Usually when the prosecution's up there, it's three women. There's one guy, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, yeah, there's one guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, where previously one of these women had been sitting, that guy now was. Yeah. And uh, that We've is because- we got a woman missing. That is because we were informed a member of the prosecution had taken ill and it was not thought to be COVID related. Yeah, she said, we have no reason to believe that it's COVID. Uh-huh. But that she needs to see medical attention immediately and not something that can be addressed on just a longer break. So we're breaking for the day. Yes. This has not happened so far yet. There has been no early days with Judge Nathan. She likes, as she's mentioned several times, uh, believe me, she believes in the right to a speedy trial. She has been very clear. especially because <laughs> yeah, we want to have days off, but we don't get days but off. But she's also looking for this nomination, or she's looking forward yeah, to this yeah, nomination, yeah. to, to the second cur- quick circuit. Yeah, so it's... it's. Anyways. The... We... Pomerantz disappears. Yeah, she she's is gone. whisked off. Now... Wuhan your- style into a van by several men in uh, hazmat suits. Yeah, what is your theory on this? All right, so... For those just tuning in, I was what you might consider a opposite of gifted kid. I was given the gifts of um, uh, troublemaking. Okay. And so I did not do well in school. And I was an expert at faking ill, at feigning injury, and pretending that something had happened to my homework. Now, I actually have lost this ability Mm. Now I can't do it. Like I, I'm, I can't fake stuff or lie like that anymore. Why? I think I used up all my juice when I was younger. Interesting. I do, have you taken an oath? No, but I mean, listen, Liz. Would you like I, to take an oath? I, what, no, absolutely not. I have taken one oath when I joined NERTS in San Francisco, the emergency response, mm. the civilian thing. Anyways, but I uh, and I, I crossed my fingers. But I, I once chewed up, pre- when I was supposed to be in a child's production of Pirates of Penzance that I <gasps> despised so greatly. That, Who yes. were you supposed to be? Uh, they added, there were so many kids and it was like a summer camp. There were so many kids in it that they literally just added roles. So Aww. I was like some, I was You're like, like pirate number I was, 22. No, I was a police officer or something. Oh. I was in one line. I had one line at the very beginning of the play. Um, but I also was in a uh, musical adaptation of uh, a, a fictionalized story of a, like a Woodstock type concert um, where I played a country bumpkin farmer and I had to hold hands with a girl <gasps> I really liked. Oh. Uh, like I actually like this girl in real yeah, life. Did, did they get all sweaty? So sweaty. Aww. And she was just ignored me. And then I, we, then the camp only lasted for like a month. And then I went to like this other like day camp during like mm-hmm. for the rest of the summer. And, uh, she was also there 
but she wouldn't say a word to me. And I <gasps> remember I was so bored at camp all day bitch. that I would think about Star Wars really hard for like the first hour. But then I'd be like, I can't think about Star Wars anymore. I have to save those thoughts for later. And so I would sit there and try to think of nothing for as long as possible. Oh, my God. Anyways, so, this is so what cute. I'm thinking is that she, she was she was faking it. So they were like, oh, oh you fuck. think Pomerantz? Fuck. Yeah, I think Pomerantz is faking it. I mean, if she dies or something today, my bad. But... I think she got boosted. You think she got boosted and got sick from the boosting? I think she got boosted and it's like... Who's oof. getting boosted? Who's getting boosted on a fucking Wednesday? I gotta get boosted Wednesday? during this thing, man. <sighs> Look, you get boosted when you get boosted. Just I get was looking COVID. up fucking appointments last night, by the way. I can't get one for two weeks. No. Anywhere. Okay. And I it's like, get... wait a second. I thought no one was doing this. You want something shot in your arm, I can get you, I can get you an injection. Um, my natural immunities will carry me through. Not from COVID, just from complaining. Mm. Um, but... Uh, the she i think they were like oh fuck like our our like fake closing argument witness disappeared yes or not disappeared but like was denied boom denied Um, we got owned even if we kind of knew we were going to get owned this morning and uh we need to figure something out yeah because basically annie farmer's testimony who clearly is supposed to be the next witness unless there's like a tiny little person in yeah 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 quick shot um, if they have nothing after that, they have to rest. Yeah. And perhaps they're looking to add some more things. I have no idea. Here's That's the- what it felt like. It really did feel like they didn't have their homework in front of them. Exactly. And it was, this was, you know, I, it's, it's as, as those who follow the podcast might have realized at this point, our sort of confidence in the prosecution in doing the job that they're saying they're doing, mm. right? I'm not, again, I'm not, they're not busting open the Mossad pedophile network or whatever. In literally getting Ghislaine convicted of these charges that are in front of her. Mm. You know, sometimes I'm like, well, maybe they're doing a good job. But like, I always feel like I'm trying to read that they're doing a better job than they're doing. Really? I feel the opposite. Really? I feel like my instinct is to be like, oof, this is not good. This isn't good. I mean, that I is do always, agree. You're, you're, you're a consummate hater. Yeah. That's not true. Are you fucking kidding? You are the most insane. Are you kidding? You're you're the biggest hater in the. Are Dude, you joking right are now? Are you joking? You are a hater. I'm not. <laughs> okay, this if is. You, if, if, I'm not going to say anything, but I am. You're people, crazy. If people at home witnessed the lunch we just had, your attitude walking into the lunch we just had, pure hater. Are you fucking high right now? <laughs> you. Do you know how many times you said? I hate this. No, that was after. That was when we were sitting down. I uh, meant yes, prior I was to judgmental, that. which you would understand if oh I could say God. the name of the place we just went, McDonald's. No. Um, <laughs> but it's you, you, I was hating for like the first two minutes. You hated for the next six hours. That's not true. You're still. Oh my God. You're so unlucky that I record literally every interaction that I oh have with you in order God. to sue you later. So Liz is a hater and has been like, you know, you've, you've been wanting to be like, they suck. They suck. No, but like, I am a hater. I'm yeah. just playing. So, but here's the thing. My attitude with it has been like really, cri- it, my knee jerk has been to be critical. And then I go, okay, I got to pull back because I think I'm not coming at it from like a jury person perspective, yeah. jury person Geronial. It's Geronial. That's what they call them in New Jersey. Geronies. Mm, I, I um, should be in prison. 
Go but, I, you know, I'm coming at it from, like, us following this fucking case for so long. And you know what I mean? Like, yes. and being very familiar with these stories and these women and, you know, everything yeah. about the case. Where I do think that, like I said, I think that the, the trafficking seems pretty clear cut. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I Today just did not engender confidence in me. No. Um, I also wanted to say this traffic king case oh God. why did they hold it in la this is the second time brace did this joke Tra- traffic trafficking case they should start it at 5 p.m oh my god well they shouldn't get out then anyway Tra- trafficking case maybe brian vickers should be here not sarah kellen Oof. pretty that was pretty that was that good one did not that work. Was a, that's a deep, there's no traffic with race card that whole point is there's traffic that's why you're not first oh my god it is to traffic? No, I don't think you. That's. Uh, we will settle this on the on the course. Anyway, everyone. Uh-huh. Tomorrow is another day, and oh, we shall see what the prosecution brings because we will be hearing from Annie Farmer tomorrow. Yes, and unless the prosecution has COVID. Yeah, which I, I don't mean, think they do. If they, I, so that's the other thing too is. I'm slightly <laughs> unsure happen? of the COVID. Like, so I was asking that, and like, I also think I mentioned on Twitter, and like, it's like I think they delay some case. Like, I, I just, she, I hope she doesn't have COVID. I don't, what, that would be. I would just crazy. be here for. Like, what would we do? I guess we just do more up, epi- but I don't want to do that. I want this case to keep rolling. Yeah, we're with Nathan on this one. Hmm. Well, keep rolling. It will because tomorrow. We will be there. Yes. Um, well, Radio Free Truanon, my name. <laughs> Stop assuming. I can see your body changing when you do that. It's weird. It grows more fleshy. Oh, my God. Um, ugh, Gorman, like, can't get his gold rings off of every finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he uses sw- butter to get sw- them off. He's swollen from too much quail. Yeah, that's why he has the butter sticks. <laughs> yeah, 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 it does but, work. Yeah. Um, what I am going to do for the rest of the day is I'm going down to take, uh, photographs in front of every pair of angel wings that are on every pair of brick wall in New York, damn city. They do that here too? I assume so. I've only seen it in LA. My name is Brace. I'm Liz. We are, as always, of course, naturally joined by producer Young Chomsky. I almost called you Professor Young Chomsky. (laughs) He's a, prof- he's a professor of beats. <laughs> this has been True Non, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.